The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Welcome to our very first show of 2021. We hope everybody had a fabulous Christmas and uh, hope everybody had a great New Year's and we're happy to be back. Before we say hi to everybody in the chat room, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I am being kissed to death by my sweetie pie, my little astro boy who I love. Look at him. He kisses me all the time. That's what I'm going to talk about today. He is so fabulous, you guys. Like, Ron can't go anywhere. The dog. I took the dog out to go to the bathroom before we came on the show, and, he, and Ron talked to him outside the window, and he immediately ran in to go be with Ron. He is like just loves ron to death he likes me but he loves ron to death because <laughs> i'm sweet anyway can i talk no let me let me say hi to the chat room what's up so Teresa saving hello merry christmas happy new year welcome to 2021 we have dawn hinton is in there you have a different watch today on right yes today i have a watch on it's a uh, michael one- coors watch that was a gift to me from, from eileen from eileen shapiro I believe for maybe my birthday or Christmas. No, when she came here to stay with us for a couple weeks. When she came to stay. It's a beautiful beige leather. You have to go to the camera. It's a a beige (laughs) leather strap, and it's a lovely uh, mechanism. It's got nice big letters, so I could, um, numerals, so I could see it without glasses. No, it's fabulous. It's Michael Kors, and we also want to say hi. Backpack John is in the chat room, and Lady Lake Music just joined us in the chat room, and... um, I want to uh, thank everybody for watching our Christmas show. We broke 5 million plays, so thank you so much. It was a a lot of fun, even though we had technical difficulties. We did have a very good time, and we want to make sure we're also wishing uh, Rebel, who's who's running our show, and everybody at W4CY a happy new year, and we're happy to be here for 2021. Now you can tell your story about the dog. Okay. I'm really upset about what's starting to happen here in Palm Springs or California in general. Dog napping. More dogs are being stolen every day. We don't understand why. Um, I have seen some homeless people with poodles and chihuahuas. These dogs, the rescue center will not give homeless people. Obviously, these homeless people got these dogs someplace. I hesitate and I hate to think that they stole these dogs for themselves. That's one. That went on your Facebook page. Though. That was in uh, that was in like Maryland. No, I know that, but it's happening all over all the country over the place, now. Everybody, so also, watch your dogs. But in California, it's really happening a lot, especially Palm Springs, because there are so many expensive dogs here belonging to owners. Uh, we have also thieves that come and they steal the dog 
And, and then it. wait, no, Jimmy, shut them out. I'm going to punch you with this mic already. It's starting in, we're not even two minutes into the show, and I'm going to beat you to death Thanks with you my mic. Three. <laughs> three minutes into the show, and already he's aggravating and annoying me. Please out there, help me out. Send money. I need a divorce. Yeah. Anyway, not really, just kidding. Um, this is a very serious issue because there are people that steal your dog. They wait for you to post a reward and then they send some phony baloney person with the dog and they say, oh, we found it on the highway. And then you give them the money. So it's a good way to make money if you don't have a job or if you are not um, here uh, able to get a job because of your uh, background. Um, beware. Do not leave your car door. I mean, do not leave your dog in the car. Even if the windows are halfway down, that's worse. They can really steal your dog. Take your dog with you. On your garden gate, put a lock that no one can get into your garden to steal your dog if your dog is out getting some sun. When you walk your dog, walk your dog in the, in the light, if you can, under lamps, because they will come with the gun and they will hold you up and take your dog. It's really terrible. We are facing a terrible epidemic here of crime. I don't know where it's coming from or how it came into this country or who is doing it in this country. If it's Native Americans from years ago or the new immigrant, I don't know who to blame it on. I'm not blaming it on any specific group. But what I'm saying is that we have had a uh, an insertion of horrible uh, muggings, uh, house th thefts. It, it's just terrible, the criminal element that is in this country now and that is really uh hurting us because you know years in my day nobody stole a dog my dog used to walk in front of my house and sit on the steps and it was fine and i had a good dog i mean i had saint bernard's and i had all kinds of wonderful dogs in my life no one ever stole my dog and if they didn't i caught them i'd kill them because i think i have the right to kill a dog napper because they don't know how they break our hearts if anybody ever stole my little baby here i would find them and i would no no you you can't say that. Oh, I can't say that. But well, you would go after. You wouldn't let them get away with it. I wouldn't let them get away with it. And and you know the thing we shave with, I'd use it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we got a bunch of people. Everybody, it's what he's saying is true. Like we're seeing it on Facebook. There's stories every day of people that dogs getting stolen. I mean, stolen. the crime is just incredible. I mean, I remember news in Palm Springs 20 years ago. We used to laugh at it. It was a joke. You know, man tripped over sewer grating, broke his leg, and that was the big, big scoop of the day. Now the Palm Springs news is police cars breaking in dope rings, uh, uh, trafficking of young girls and boys. I mean, it's disgusting what's going on in this in this little town that used to be a peaceful, little, quiet, laid-back town that nobody but just the movie stars came to to get away from their fans and the public. Now it's become another big city and it's got all the problems of a city. I don't know what to do. You know, living in California, I'm a little afraid of what's going to be because people are getting crazy. Like in New York, they beat up that guy in his car, the kids on the bike, they jumped off and smashed the windows. I mean, it's horrible how people are just doing terrible things and the police are not doing anything about it. So we really, I mean, I would think I'm thinking of moving back to long Island and where the grapes are, where they grow the vineyards, where there's nobody, and just live a nice, quiet life without worrying about my dogs being stolen, my daughters being raped, or or Jimmy being mugged, or our BMW, or my Audi being smashed by vicious people who are envious and crazy, or just plain destructive, crazy people. 
Anyway, enough of my rant for the day. Yes, so we have, my dog is agreeing. He's growling. A bunch of SECs people walking by outside. We have a bunch of people joining us. So I, and we said hi. Teresa Saban is in Florida. Angela Joseph is in Colorado. She Angie, just joined us. baby, take care of those kids, honey. Don't let them out of your sight. They're stealing kids, too. Uh, young people trafficking is very big in the United States. In fact, uh, Jimmy has a script of a movie that may be Two. made to dealing with this problem. Uh, I know that what's his name? What's his name? Who I like the one from Chicago, the, the, the director, producer. Oh, my God. Why did I lose his name? He did the one about traffic. Remember, they put the girl in the cape, put his wife in the cape. Oh, Harley. Harley. Oh. He's not from Chicago. No, wherever from Detroit. Where, well, it's the same thing. Uh, Harley did a wonderful film about it, and he and his wife starred it, and it was about trafficking. And it brought to light what is going on, because not too many people know about trafficking. It seems a little outrageous and impossible to think that they steal a 12 year old girl and force her with drugs to have sex with people all over the world. I mean, this is barbaric and insane and has to be stopped. Uh, also dog stevery has to be stopped. All kinds of Angela thievery. Joseph says she has her kids on lockdown, which I mean, happy new year, Angela and yeah. Dave Hughes from the UK has just joined us. And, um, Somebody else. Oh, B. Claudia was there, but she says she's coming back. She's at a seminar and she's coming back in a little bit. Um, and, and Angie, baby, if you have a part for me somewhere. Oh, and goddess. I'm going to be ready to go to work soon because I'm getting my shot <clears throat> as soon as possible. And then I'll be able to work again in film. Just me. Goddess is there. Happy New Year, goddess. I'm mad at goddess. Oh, OK. I'm mad at her because she, she doesn't tell me what's going on. I don't know. I worry about her. She's not on. She disappears for months at a time. She's been back, though, lately. A yeah, lot. But not really. She really hasn't told me that she's okay. Got us. Hit him up on Facebook no, and let I him just, know you're okay. No, I just hope you're healthy and you're okay, that you're not suffering from some terrible disease. She I mean, said love you. I love you back. But, you know. I mean, Goddess was with us from my day one on this show nine years ago, and, I, and and she's really special, and I worry about her. And when she's not around and doesn't answer my uh, uh, Facebook things or whatever the hell I contact her on, I get nervous. Anyway. Angela says she has a project for you. Wait till you see. Uh, Don says Ron, Ron, Ron kisses. Good. Teresa Saban says she's busy with kids. Oh, I don't know if she's talking about Don or who she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, rape is up. I mean, what's his Don? Oh wait, Don. Did you know that we had three rapes in this last month in Palm Springs? Three women were raped in Palm Springs. That's unheard of. You guys, Palm Springs is really little. I mean, this is this is a little teeny weedy community where everybody like knows everybody. Eight blocks of downtown, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, how do you rape somebody in Palm Springs? That's 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 especially since it's almost all gay men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I don't know what the hell is going on. All I know is we better fund the police. We better not not fund the police because if we don't have police, we're really up shit's creek. Without oh. a paddle. Goddess says she thanks for worrying about her. I adore you. Paul from Zest Radio has just joined us. What's up, Paul? How are you? Um, actually, the chat room is, is filling up quickly. It's good for our first show back. So we're going to well, have a lot of we fun. Ha we have this gal on. You know, I interviewed the other girl from the Brady Bunch. I forgot her name. She's from the Brady Bunch Variety yeah, Hour. She Jerry Reichel. I love Jerry. I tried to get her to come on today. Oh, you know what, Jerry? Why? I love you, Jerry. We had a, such a ball. After the interview at the convention, we hung out. We had the best time. She is one of the most up, lovely, funny, talkative, chatty, silly, wonderful people. Why was she would have made our show so bright? Call her up. Tell her to come on now. Um, no, I, I couldn't get her, but our, our guest is here, so we're going to let her in. Why, why, why couldn't you reach Jerry? Huh? Because she didn't respond. What do you want me to do? I can't. 
maybe she's... I don't have her phone. I had to get her on Facebook. Oh, forget about um, it. She no, has... Nobody watches. Looks Goes every day on Facebook, but stupid me. Um, so anyway, we have to, uh, we're going to bring on our first guest because she's coming on and she's, she's got a, on for a half an hour. So we're going to like have okay. some fun and, right now. And the writer who wrote the movie she was in is my dearest friend in the world, Stan Zimmerman. So I'm so happy to, to be with Sam. Go ahead, Rebel. Let's let her in. Let's go in. Let me in. We, you, we, whoop. Hi. Hello. How are you? Another beautiful. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Another beautiful. Another, be another, another beautiful blonde. I love it. So hello. Say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hello. Testing. Test. Test. Testies. Testies. There we go. Hello? Testies. Testies works. Yes. Testing <laughs> works. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with ron russell the incredibly fabulous talented and gorgeous jennifer elise cox hello and welcome to the show thank you so much thank you for having me how are you guys we're great let me introduce this is my cool outrageous man about town co-host who's also my husband ron sereg ron russell oh, that, oh shit now they're all gonna find out who i am oh my god hi my Hi, my veil has been removed. And we have a chat room filled with people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. What's going on? We have like Canada, Georgia, Canada, the United States, Germany, Australia, I don't know, all kinds of places like represented in there. So You're very like international, you like George Glass, my imaginary. Yes. <laughs> you, you, have you have not changed hardly any. I would have recognized you. you immediately. You still have that young girl look, that, that little teenager girl, even less than teen. How God old are you when you did the you. party? Thank you. How it's good lighting. You? good lighting here. No, but how old were you when you did the Brady's? The Brady I, when I did the, the first movies. movie, I was um, 23, but I was playing oh, 15. That old. I was playing 15. Yeah. I know you look 15. Now you look about 18. Well, it was great. Because oh my God. And that was like 25. That was, can you, she's an old bitch. That was like 25 years ago and you yes. still look like you're 15. You're, you're, God you're bless old, you. I love you guys. No, no, no. You're an old, you're an old bag. You look great for an old bag. Look at you. I'm amazed. You know, I'm 80. I'm, a, I'm 80 years old, and they tell me I look good. I look nothing like you. You look really good. I don't know. No, I but have you very look oily skin. I think that's that's the key to not having wrinkles. Oily skin. You don't go out in the sun, right? No, no. I can't. Look at me. I'm at albino. I would, I would, just, <laughs> I would just whisper up and pass out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, no, we're not making comp. We're not. We're not doing fake compliments. I'm, I'm sure that our viewers, four hundred and four point five million viewers, may agree with me or not. But you look very, very young. You could still I do really the Brady Bunch. That this is like a big ego boost. Thank you. Are they, are they ever going to do the Brady Bunch again? Another movie? Well, you know, I I don't know if they'll do another movie again, but people want it. People have said to me they would love it. And I know that Stan Zimmerman has, like, floated around a script at Netflix. Maybe when the Brady girls get older and they, like, have a terrible apartment and, like, things haven't really worked uh, out around. That, 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 that's not... That's not going to work. I, I Stan is a dear friend. Stan's a dear friend of mine. So I'm going to tell Stan, make it the Brady Bunch sells drugs and they're hookers. Then you'll get a movie. 
I like I that mean, was floated around. I'm serious. <laughs> then then, <laughs> then people people will definitely see your movies because today the Brady right. Bunch is just too too sweet for the audience. They need heads rolling no, off rape true. and shooting and murder. So make it where you're a dope addict and a hooker and, and Stan when till Stan Allah comes on, I love I love Stan Zimmerman. Do you? Yeah, he's you know wonderful. Him? I love him. He's a sweet him. guy. He's I so love sweet him and too. talented. He actually sent genius, me a message. Genius. I asked him to come on after you were on because I knew he wrote the sequel, and he he sent me this piece of trivia saying that I like back in the day you worked at his like uncle's like Baskin Robbins or something like that. I don't know what yeah, I, this I is forgot. So what he funny. Said. His uncle and my dad, may he rest in peace. They were really good friends at the gym, and I needed a summer job, so. Dad went to Stan's uncle, and I managed a Ben and Jerry's, even though I didn't know how to manage a store. I didn't, but I had fun. <laughs> you're an actress. I tried you my best. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're a good actress, so you could make believe. You know, think but that's character. Stan's uncle, so it's funny. We have we have a lot in common. It's funny. Absolutely. I think that's hilarious. So you guys listen, you can find you can follow Jennifer on Twitter. She's at Jen J E N E L I S E Cox. What are you on Instagram? Uh, I think it's the same. And I wanted to tell you guys, I'm in an upcoming episode of Mr. Mayor on NBC. Please watch. Uh, oh, that. oh that, that's not comes out on that. that when when comes- is it airing? I'm not sure when it's airing because we had a thing where my episode didn't get finished because it was shut down because people had COVID. It's just, you know, it's been crazy. But I think they're going to come back. It'll probably be on in like February, March. That's the new show that Ted Danson, it comes out on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks hilarious. The commercial looks hilarious. He's so, so nice. We- I mean, you want to talk about a mensch. Ted Danson is a He's so sweet. He was just, he was wonderful. And Holly Hunter is in it. And I've always admired her work. And it's right. very funny. It, it's from Tina Fey was the producer. Oh, I, love I, it. I, have, I, have, I have friends that are really good friends with uh, him. And they all said he's a regular Joe. He is. he is. He's a regular guy. Yeah. He's just a and, actually, and, his, and his wife is very sweet also. Oh, so hang on to so every, you guys, Jennifer, first of all, she's in both Brady Bunch movies. She's in the Brady Bunch movie in a very Brady sequel. She plays Jan, yes. obviously, like right. you still look like her. And and so can you tell us your famous line? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You just like my <laughs> How they got away with that back then, I'll never know. Because, you know, I was reading this thing because we're also friends with Jerry Reichel. And Jerry Reichel was her. Jam Brady. I love Jerry Reichel. I did a Brady autograph show with Jerry Reichel. And she was so much fun. She was the life of the party. I tried to she get her to come met. on right after you, I but I her. couldn't get her. I interviewed no, next her. Time, next time. Yeah, we'll do it next time. But yeah. but I hang on. I I interviewed her, and after the interview, we had the most fun. She is so up, fun, laughing. I love her. I'm so sorry she's not coming on today. It would have been wonderful. But so hold on. So let's she go doesn't back. take herself seriously. She's really nice. Right. So I saw though that like on her Facebook page. Uh, that like the other day was like Jam Brady Day or something for all the like because there's been three Jam Brady's because January first you know why because Jan's number one January first <laughs> not Marsha <laughs> not Marsha <laughs> it's oh Jan <laughs> one 
<laughs> did, did, didn't one of them pass away? One of the people in the Brady Bunch passed Barry, away? I'm not Barry Williams. Oh, my God. Um, who, the father did. did the, the father the did. Father. Oh, yes. So in the Brady Bunch movies, though, you guys, the father is played by Gary Cole and the mother is played by Shelley Long. And then you have Christine Taylor is Marcia, and that's Ben Affleck. I mean, Ben uh, Stiller's wife, they right? Is she? You guys. Oh, okay. She's not the wife anymore, but she used they to be. <laughs> That's Hollywood. Hello. Now it's Hollywood. Um, so it was very fun and very cool. And so then, uh, so then I started researching you because I knew you were coming on the show. And so, so now I want to do like a little kudos to you because, like, like you're going to be on Mr. Mayor. You've been on a ton of huge shows. Um, and I had like no idea. And so I always like to do bragging for you. So that way, like, if you do it, it sounds arrogant. But if I do like it, it's an a-hole. Cool. So, so here's some of the, here's some of the the awesome shows that that Jennifer has been on, you guys, and they're all like huge. Um, besides Mr. Mayor, that's coming up. Uh, she was on the George Went Show, Murphy Brown, Clueless, Moesha. I love Clueless, Sex in the City, Will and Grace, The Wiggles, The Wiggles. I mean, that is like such a phenomenon. I can't even like believe it. Reno 911, Six Feet Under, The Comeback, The New Adventures of Old Christine, Mind of Mencia, Nip Tuck. CSI New York, Pushing Daisies, Numbers, Eastwick, In Plain Sight, Two Broke Girls, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's a bunch of other ones, but like these are the ones I like. <laughs> You're a working actor. What was it like working with Sarah Jessica Parker? I've heard tales uh, about her. Amazing. What I have to tell you is like, I was actually kind of a New York kid growing up kind of child actress. So I had known her from a previous life. So when I went to do Sex in the City, you know, I said, I, I don't expect you to remember me, but we were at this Annie party and you were so nice to me. And she's just the nicest person in the world. And she was like, yeah, I remember. Even if she didn't remember, she's such a good actress. She <laughs> I thought she, she did remember. <laughs> she's so you know, nice. I do, she's very nice. I do that a lot. If people recognize me from 100 years ago, yeah. they say, do you, rem you remember me? I say, yeah. vaguely. Give me a little That's information. I, I, it's coming in, but I have no idea who they are. I just always say I drink a lot, so no, I don't remember you. <laughs> well, that makes them feel bad, and I don't want to do that because nobody no, wants no, to no, be. No. no, you always want to no. remember people, and, and you do. It's just sometimes like. It's impossible. Yeah, oh, I remember so much information. <laughs> the amounts of the amounts of people that we meet in our businesses in the millions it's impossible to remember people i always remember faces i can't remember names to save my life but i always remember faces um so it's kind of like funny so then so then you have a couple you have a couple movies and i have so i'm a horror movie fan how do you say horror oh i love horror Horror. 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 Okay, I'm just seeing how she says it. So no, Jimmy sometimes says horror. No, she's in the Stephen King movie. Sometimes they come back again, right, which is actually know. a really good. It's a really good movie, though. Like I love horror movies, and and Ron's in a bunch of horror movies. Um, and so I actually love him. But she was in Bewitched, storytelling, which storytelling is, I think, one of the most underrated like movies ever. Like storytelling was such a great freaking like movie, even though it was kind I of agree, controversial. Kind of disappeared. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. It, uh, yeah, Ed TV can't hardly wait. Pledge this, which I was a uh, I was an extra in Pledge This. <laughs> Did you meet Paris? Did you meet Paris? Um, no, I, I I've met her a bunch of times yeah. because um, I I used to live in South Florida, so like any movie that was there, I was always like an extra in them. And I uh, I was a clothing Hi. designer, and I had a 
I had a cool clothing line, and so I was Elton John's guest, and she was there at the VIP thing with. Uh, so I got to meet oh. her in the VIP with Tara Reid. So it was kind of fun. And then you have, uh, and then you're also a writer for a bunch of things, and you have a cool thing called Space Station seventy six, which I don't know if it came out yet, but you got an A list cast of people. Oh, so yeah. congratulations on that. I yeah, that play was my first and- kind of film that. I participated writing in it was it was a bunch of us writers it was based on a stage play we had done so you know i'm well, a listen to the i will go wherever they will hire me you know but look at look at the, the cast in this patrick wilson jerry o'connell lived tyler matt bomer matthew morrison there's a whole bunch more but like those are all like everybody knows Liv, who they are Liv tyler used to live tyler used to be my daughter deirdre's good friend they went to school together as kids when That's we lived cool. in manhattan and she's as beautiful now as she was as a child. You had to oh, see her when she was like like about maybe 14, 15. Beautiful, beautiful. girl. And she, she yeah. looks the same. Listen, I'm dying to play her. Yeah. I like her acting too. Yes, Very she nice. is. I wanna yeah. I, I wanna play in I wanna play an alien so bad. And nobody ever casts me in it as an alien. They always cast me as a mafia. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> mafia, but I would also cast you as maybe like a mafiosa alien. That's good. <laughs> so what? write something. Stan, Stan Zimmerman, write it. I wanted to be in Stan's Golden Girl. Uh, not Golden Girl. Oh, Silver Fox. Oh yeah. I thought I'd be wonderful in Silver Fox. Great in that. Yeah, well, I would be because I'm a Stan I'm a comedian. Is very prolific. He has many ideas. So we'll we'll get him going. We'll get something going. Right. Actually, though, you should write something about a mafioso alien or whatever, because I'm a producer and like I'll like go out and try and find funding for it. I'm like, who would fund that right now? Who yeah, that's right. That? There's a new TV show coming on called like uh, it's on Sci-Fi. I call what's it called? Something Alien. I want to see Resident it. Alien Resident or something alien. about the guy who's like a doctor. He moves oh, into the that town, looks good. He's a little town, and he's. It looks good though. Yeah, so I love really it. Good. We should contact their casting person and see if they could put me in. I would love to play in a space movie. I've never, and that's my really my whole my whole Hollywood dream is to play in a in a movie about outer space. You know I get what? So jealous you think they want to do it, but then when they've got you like in stirrups, like kind of like hanging from your feet. You're like, oh, why did I sign on for this? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think at age eighty they would do that to me. <laughs> they might you never know. know. I was in a movie where I was in a movie where a monster is supposed to attack me. I'm supposed to hit the wall, fall down, and the monster takes my leg off. And then CGI would have me with just one leg hobbling and then falling down. Well, when they found out my age, they said, "Can't do it." Because they were afraid I break a hip, so they they made me get killed in the basement. So I never saw myself <laughs> getting killed. But that's what they do, you know. When you're a certain age, you're just if they don't have a, if they don't have a stunt man. They're not using you. No. So no. I have a question. Yes. I have a question for you because yes. you, you, it seems like you're heavily ensconced in comedy. Is that like always been your favorite thing to do, or is that just what has come around, or you're just good at it and it's easy for you to get booked that way, or? You know, that comedy- is a great question, because I think so often for actors, it just depends on the first role that you get where you kind of pop. And if it's comedy, you're in comedy. It's very hard okay. to. But I think I like comedy. I like to laugh. So I would prefer to do that. I've done some dramas and, um, you know, I'm always on the set like like Six Feet Under was really a drama. And I was literally like it's so slow and so quiet. <laughs> like I didn't like it. 
Well, that was a very, very, uh, you know, dealt with coffins and undertakers. It was a, a very, very bizarre show for the day. Now yeah. it would be commonplace. Now it would be nothing. Yeah, but now back it, then, it was kind of ahead of its time, but now it's... It was weird. It was spooky and weird. Mm-hmm. It was a very a, a black kind of... Sort of a black comedy, I thought. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Dark, dark comedy, yeah. Dark comedy. Oh, you can't say black anymore? I know, you can say black, oh, comedy, black comedy, but they also call them dark comedies. Yeah, my day, they called them black. Today, you can't watch your ass. You gotta ask, but everything you say, they jump down your throat. <laughs> restructure the english language so, so when you walk down the street do you get noted like do people just come up to you and say are you jam brady like a lot do you get that a lot sure she does. i actually do still i i kind of can't believe it people yell marsha 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 to me like if i'm just walking down the street in a car like all of a sudden I'll hear it, <laughs> you know and i forget because i'm spacey and like it was a long time ago, so I forgot that I even played that part sometimes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was in that. And people will talk to me about the Brady's. And it's just, it's interesting. It's something that people love. So I feel I feel blessed in that I got to do something that, like, it gives people joy. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, it's so been, iconic. I've been recognized a few times. Aren't you the guy on that show? I said, what show? <laughs> Before you go anywhere, they well, say, you oh, have a talk. very distinct, recognizable look. I would just know that you were an actor. Yeah, but they no, but they say on that talk show. I said, "Can you give me the name of the talk show?" I tested, yeah. and they say, "Oh, but I don't know." But like, you know, Jane Russell, and I say, "Oh, yes, that's who I am. I'm Ron Russell. Jane Russell was my friend, and the show is called the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. That's who I am." Oh my god, I, say, I love Jane Russell. That's so cool. That's yeah, she was she was my best friend. That's so cool. For years. For that's years. Awesome. But that, that, that's how they know me. They know me as Jane Russell's best friend. I mean, what a, what a tag, huh? Not me as it myself. They say, aren't you Jane Russell's best friend? <laughs> I say, yeah. well, yeah, I was. Well, at well, least I'm also known. Better to be known than not known. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, Jane Russell and I have the same last name, Russell, because I took her name when I was a teenager. She was way older than I. And I would escort her to premieres and openings and places. And they would say to me, oh, Mr. Russell, your wife, is she ready? <laughs> I'd say, she's not my wife. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that your mother? I said, don't let her hear that. Don't let her hear you oh, say no, that. no, 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 no. But they always thought that Jane and I were related because we look alike. Uh, you know, in, in person, we had similarities. Ron impersonated Jane Russell. We don't do that anymore. We don't oh, we're not telling people that. Yeah, we don't. That's that's my history. I don't go there. Anymore. Oh, well, she doesn't know. Now I already started. No, I, anyway, worked, back in the day, I worked in nightclubs, straight nightclubs, impersonating Jane Russell, and that's really? how I got to know. Yeah, that's how I got to know Jane. He's Russell. a beautiful woman. Yeah, I look just Where's like that? her in drag. <laughs> but no, no, we look a lot. We looked a lot in drag. We looked really alike but in person we look alike and we're both gemini's with the same personality oh gemini my husband's a gemini i love you you guys but there's two of you oh yeah definitely (laughs) oh definitely (laughs) Definitely. look can you see that hang on oh gorgeous that's run run as jane russell beautiful jane russell had two she had two personalities one was engaging and the other one was sarcastic. She was the most sarcastic person you'll ever meet, but sarcastic, not in a mean way, yeah. in a way where she, she taught you something. Her sarcasm taught you that you were stupid. <laughs> she I let you it. know. 
Oh yeah, she was, she was an incredible. <laughs> you would, you would she, love it. She yes. was an incredible lady. You you would have enjoyed her company. Okay, oh, so let's go. Definitely. Let's go movies a little bit. Okay, so you've already done all these like great things. If you could have been in any movie it's ever been made, like what movie would you have liked to been in? And then you've already worked with a ton of huge people, but but who's a bucket list male and female actor that you would like to work with? These are fun questions. I would say if there was a movie that I could get to do, and they had a script flying around for a while, I did a read through of it. Valley of the Dolls. I just, I want to play Neil Young. Oh, oh, that Valley, that was such a, a that, oh, I hated that movie. I you loved know, it. Two, no, they, two of my friends were, they were talking about two of my very good friends yeah. at the time. At the time, I won't mention who they were, but famous actresses. And it was a lie about them. I mean, they really, whoever I'm wrote sure. that. I'm sure. That, I loved it that, too. That, that brought Suzanne wrote it. That, Yes, uh, it was Neil funny. Yeah, I loved it. Was but it was very. I mean, it was very. What Patty Duke did, I don't know that I would really want to try and do that. I don't know. It's just a fantasy. I don't know. <laughs> yes, but it was damaging a lot of the people. That, that we know who those actresses were. They pretended had fake names. I knew who Susan Hayworth was, and I know who Judy Garland was, and I know you know it was terrible. Uh, how would you like it if we did a movie about you, not saying your name, and we made you out to be a alcoholic who's who can't keep a husband? You know, I would, would love say, it. Hey, I she, would love it because no, you <laughs> wouldn't. No, you would. You wouldn't want your fans to to think that of you. Get out of here. You're too sweet and cute. You'd never want your fans. We to actually think went there. We went. We what live in Palm Springs. We live in Palm Springs, California, and, and at the theater here, when we first moved here three years ago, they did a screening of Valley of the Dolls, and when you went in, they gave you, like, little packages with pills, and every time they did something, you had to throw the pills up in the air. And I mean, it was That's a fun. Kind of it was a real campy. Interactive. Yeah, it was a fun, camp, campy-like thing, so it was a lot of fun. So, wait, so who's a male and female actor that you would think would be fun to work with? Oh, Okay, so my latest obsession, you guys, I am new to the party on this, just with the pandemic. I have I have binged the show Breaking Bad. Love Great that. show. Oh, my God. It's such Break, a good Breaking show. Bad. Breaking Bad. Yes. Oh, my God. And I just, I just want to do something with Aaron Paul. I just think he's like, he's like maybe one of the best actors I've ever seen. And he's so he cute. He is a he is a very, very good actor. Okay, he's a good one. Okay, and give us a female. What female actor who, who would you like? See, now you would have to probably do something dramatic she with say, Aaron Paul. Did she say Aaron Paul? Not that Aaron Paul, a different one. Oh, not the Aaron Paul I know. I mean, he was a disaster. He <laughs> couldn't even say. Him, no. <laughs> um, I would say uh, for female, uh, this is a weird one, too, but... Um, I just watched The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco, and I didn't realize she was such a great actress. I always thought she was beautiful, but she's amazing. I would like to be in something where I played her older sister. Oh, my God. That would be great. You would be good at that. Now, now did you like that? Because I see that's on HBO Max, but I haven't watched it. it. You guys... You guys, it's great because it's total fantasy. It's uh, Rosie Perez is in it, who I love. I love, love her. Love her. Uh, love her. She's amazing in this. She gets to really shine. She's such a great actress. And you guys Rosie love her. Is, Rosie is... 
Bab, I, I would like that. You know, we all have a little bit of who we'd like to meet in the business. Yes. I would yes. love to meet Rosie. Sit down and Me have too. a drink or lunch with her. Me she too. is absolutely captivating. When she, she works, I, I don't see anything but her. I, I don't see anything but her. her. She's wonderful. I love her. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, so, brilliant. A little Puerto Rican from New York. She did well. And she's done well. So does your... Very well. Love her. Does, love Rosie does your um does your husband is he in entertainment also? Uh no, not so much. He's more into like statistics and that type of thing, numbers and so it's good. Like we oh don't really have a you know we don't have that. Is he sitting next is he is he sitting next to you? Yeah, I saw his arm in the screen before he reached right. in for tell him to come tell him to come sit there for two seconds. Everybody wants yeah. he's he's the one who doesn't want screen time, but he's a Gemini. Oh, Okay. But everybody <laughs> wants to see what he looks like. They want to see what he looks like now. The public no, has to know. See, I was he's embarrassed. He doesn't so, he doesn't want so, yeah. a funny what, thing is, about is, that. Wait a minute, is he ugly that he doesn't want people no, to see? Now he's got it. Very handsome. Well, now he's got Well, now he's got it. Competition with the ladies. So I don't want them to see yeah. how. It's now, now, he's, now he's. I now keep him locked in the bedroom. He did it. Now he's got to show his face to prove that what you're saying is true. He's not going That's to be okay. very, very stubborn. So here's a funny thing about that. Yeah. That was when I went to school, I, 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 I almost got a degree in statistics. I was going to be a statistician because I'm really good with numbers. And so the fact that he's like, you know, does all that. So it's like our six I mean, degrees of separation. Yeah. Thank God. Someone's got to be here, right? <laughs> <laughs> where do you guys live? Are you in California? Because I don't even know where you live. Uh, Santa Monica. Okay, good for you. Oh, oh good. There. Which used to be very nice, but it's not that nice right now. <laughs> no, it's not. That's okay. <laughs> when, when the when the when the world opens up again and we get to go to red carpet and stuff, because I'm a I, I actually support myself as a publicist and I work with a lot of celebrities, and so when we have some cool red carpets to go to, we'll invite you guys, and that way we can meet you. Of course, the after party. Thank you guys so much. You're so adorable. It was so nice to meet you. It is really fun. No, but the after parties are fun. You'll love it, and you meet everybody in the biz that's working. Thank God we're all, we're all working people. Oh, I so think God. Make it, you can network. You can network well. So you guys follow Jennifer and her social media. She's at Jen Elise Cox. Watch all her movies. Go on IMDb. Click her page. Her number's pretty good, but you can keep it going up there. Watch a very Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch movie, and a very Brady sequel. She's got another. Um, uh, she's got another like appointment in like three minutes, so she's leaving. Well, you us. go and do the appointment. Thank anyway, you guys so much. And people, hit me up on Cameo if you want cameos from me. I'm there. There you go. Awesome. Perfect. And I love it. Thank you for giving us your time. We appreciate thank it. Love you. We'll Thanks. See you. We'll, you. we'll see you Take again. Bye, girl. Bye. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year too, honey. She's oh my so God, sweet. I love it when she did Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I know she's so sweet. She's gonna like. She's really gonna like that. That that new show, The Mayor. I think it looks like a really funny show. Did Marsha really say that? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No, Jan Brady said I it. I mean, did, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the famous line from the Brady Bunch. That's did the only really one everybody say knows. It or is it just that like Cary Grant was supposed to have said? Um, uh, uh, no, Betty Davis was supposed to have said pizza, 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 and Cary Grant was supposed to have said something else, which they never did. Oh, no, that, no, this is really done. I though. knew Betty Davis, and I asked, that was one of my questions I asked her at lunch. I said, um, did you really say pizza, pizza, pizza? She said, no. She said, I said pizza once, but I never did it that way. So, um, no, that's really, 
Oh, excuse me. It really is said, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. I like love it. So also, B. Claudia just joined us. Hey, B. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, B. D- Dave Hughes joined us. I don't know if I said Dave Hughes earlier. Got us. Somebody else did, joined us too, but I forgot who it was in there. But it's all good. Everybody watched the Brady Bunch movies. I, I love the Brady Bunch. The, the TV show was like an iconic thing for me growing up. I was too old for the Brady Bunch, but my kids loved it. I was already a, an old man. It was fun when that show came out, but my daughters loved it. So which which who did you like the best on the Brady Bunch? None of them. None of them. No, it wasn't my kind of show. It was too cutesy, too sweetsy. Oh no, I like. And that. you know, it was so unrealistic because my kids were jumping all over, throwing peanut butter on the walls, and the Brady Bunches they were walking around perfect. Deirdre used to change fifty times a day. She was like three or four years old. Her dresser drawers were open. My daughter was a crazy kid. She would change one outfit, go downstairs, leave the, leave get naked, go up, get another outfit, and come down. You know what? She's old now. She still does the same thing. <clears throat> so I know. loved it, though. I had such a crush on Marsha Brady. And the father had such patience. He never cursed or yelled or threw things at his kids. So it really wasn't <laughs> It really wasn't realistic. And the mother, she had patience, the patience of Job. I mean, she would say, now, girls, that's not real. Most mothers scream, you friggin' kids, if you don't clean up this room, your father, when he gets home. Actually, that we both knew Florence Henderson separately. Yes, Florence. I met Florence Henderson at the uh, opening night in L.A. of Evita. She was sitting behind me in my seat, and she tapped me on the shoulder, and she commented about my hair. And uh, my hair was black then. She said, my God, she said, from the back, you've got such a wonderful head of hair. And I just turned around, and I said, oh, look at who you are. And then we started laughing and we chatted for quite a while until, of course, curtain. And then on the intermission, I was with Charo and Florence. And that was some combination, you know, Charo, Chikuchi, Kuchikuchi, the other one. So it was it was an experience. And then everybody was celebrities sitting around me. Uh, Jerry Orbach was sitting next to me. I love Jerry Orbach. Yeah, he was very nice. He was sweet. I forgot who was in front of me, but there was Charo, Florence, Jerry. And somebody else, oh, to the left of me, I think was, I think it was Lauren Bacall, because I remember screaming out to her, Lauren, hey, how are you? And she said to me, oh, I see you finally got a seat. That's an old joke we had between us. So it was an exciting night full of celebrity, and I love celebrities, because they work so hard to be who they are. And I'm so happy when the audiences appreciate them. When I lived in Fort Lauderdale, I had a clothing store in the Gateway Shopping Center, and next to me was a chiropractor and Florence Henderson dated the chiropractor for many months. And so when she wasn't shooting her TV, sh- her talk show and stuff, she would always be there. So she would just be there like every day walking, you know, walking around the plaza. We would see her every day. She was very, very nice. Very sweet. Very she a, nice. She had a white Mercedes. Very tiny. You know, some of these people on screen look normal. And in person, there's tiny little people. Florence Henderson was short and, and little hands and little feet. A little tiny little woman. I don't think she was more than five foot two. I bet you she wasn't. But very pretty in person and just that old, elegant charm of the women of the day. She wasn't coarse or crass or or crude oh, no. or butch or man. they're from a different though generation that's not like a generation, this generation where women loved being feminine women loved being uh the weaker sex women loved being uh pampered uh they had this way of flirting with men women would would look at you and say something kind and make a man feel like a man now today women look at their husbands and they say gee i wish you had three inches more you know which is horrible because it's so 
hurtful to a man to be uh, thought of as short-armed. But women think nothing. Short-armed. <laughs> women, women think nothing of making fun of men today. It's sad how some women, not all women, put men down. Uh, sad how men put women down. It's just sad how people put people down, period. Uh, I love my generation of people because we were raised and taught to be charming, always polite, always complimentary, and always reciprocating in every way we could. Uh, somehow it changed, and today uh, people are none of those things, and it's sad. It's Not all funny. people, some, you know, majority. The young people today are spoiled rotten, and they expect everything for free they don't want to go out and break their hump for it like we did they expect to be movie stars you know i know so many young handsome people like handsome men women they come up to me and they say do you think i'll ever be famous and I, well, I said, well you're depending on your face your face is good 10 years sister and then you're finished so you better have some talent um they just expect to be stars just like everybody now that's got a talk show every every computer crazy jerk is on there interviewing people and they're terrible you know you just don't go and become an interviewer i'm doing this for 20 something years and i've learned how to do it so i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about that's okay i'm just i just go on our computer on. started an automatic clean thing so i was trying to abort it so i got rid of it no, so but that like, was you good. know when you get old you get demented and you just reach just keep wrapping at them out and never shut up that's okay I guess because we figure we're going to be dead soon, so we better get as many words out as we can <laughs> while well, we still can. God says there's no respect anymore. No, respect is gone because you see what has been done to the president of the United States. I'm not in favor of him by no means. I thought it was disrespectful. I only hope these maniacs don't start to disrespect the new president and start to say dreadful things about him. I've heard already that he's had brain surgery because he had a stroke. I've heard all these horrible things they're saying about him. Uh, Biden's not even in office yet, and they're saying dreadful things about him. And the other lady, the vice president, they're calling her all kinds of hideous names. So stop this, people. If you don't like who's in office, express that. But don't be crude and say dreadful things about them and make up stories that aren't true. Don says she educated a young man named Christian in the customer service department today on how to be respectful and kind. Well, he didn't know the schmuck. Where did he come from? I think nobody knows. Think about it. Everywhere you go, it used to be the customer's always right. Now the customer's like never right. The customer's just a piece of shit nowadays. This thing needs to go away. I don't know why this thing keeps showing up. Well, you know, I, I shop. I avoid stores where I'm not able to get proper service because I don't remember things. on. You know, I, I, I know I'm difficult because I'll go up to a salesperson and I'll say, you know that thing that has three wheels and it hangs on the wall and, it, and they look at me like you're nuts. And then that, of course, it bicycle the word will come to my mind the same thing happened at christmas time i was looking for stuffed shells in gelson's and i said to the girl do you have stuffed shells and she looked at me she said what are those i said it's called pasta it's italian she said well i only know mexican food i said to her well could you learn could you learn italian food you know there are italians here too and i just walked away she was very very not nice that's unfortunate, though. That's that's the way the younger generation well, actually obviously is. Obviously, she was Mexican and saying to to me that Mexican food is the only food to know, I guess. Italian food is not to be known. I don't know what the fuck that is. You guys, about. you know one thing? We live in Palm Springs. We don't have a good Italian restaurant. We don't have a good Chinese restaurant. 
There's there's no like No, we have a good we have two good Italian restaurants here. Uh, we don't have a moderately priced Italian restaurant. No, no, they're all high end. They're very high end and the portions are small, but the food is decent. And I like small portions of food. I'm not a big eater. But the prices are really I mean, who pays twenty eight dollars for pasta? Give me a break. Pasta costs two cents. The tomatoes three cents, and you're charging twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty dollars for a pasta. Ugh. Why? Because you gave me a tablecloth and a napkin. You like tablecloths, though. Yeah, I do, but years ago they <laughs> gave them to you. Uh, you know, I was talking to a very dear friend of mine in New York, and she and I were reminiscing all the restaurants of New York City of years ago. And I said to her, my favorite restaurant was the Four Seasons and also the Forum of the Twelve Caesars. And we used to go to dinner there, and dinner for two would be about $30, $35 with a tip. And we had a, a three-course meal. How come they can't do that today when they charge you 100 bucks a person? You don't get a three-course meal. And you don't get a tablecloth. You, 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 table you don't get a tablecloth or a cloth napkin. I'm surprised they don't give you a plastic cup to drink your wine out of. But anyway, um, we were watching a movie the other night, and it was um, the sequel to Terms of Endearment. I forgot the name of it. But something about the star with my buddy Shirley MacLaine. The something, the something star. The uh, I forgot what it was called. And so in it, she's like going to see her therapist, and he brings her a glass and a cup in a paper cup plastic cup or something and she's like you don't have a real glass <laughs> and ron's cracking up and i'm cracking up because that's what ron would say that exact same thing <laughs> well because that's what we i met shirley mclean at her malibu house in the colony malibu colony let me tell you that woman is just when she smiles you smile she is just one of the most intelligent interesting lovely actresses shirley mclean is Certainly somebody I, I will remember forever. She's lovely. We got a TV for Christmas, you guys, and it, it comes with this all this free stuff. And so it ha comes with this thing called, I think it's called Samsung Plus. And in it, there's like hundreds of free movies that you can watch. So we've been watching old movies, old movies like that one. I think it was called The Something Star, The Northern Star or something. I forgot. But then we watched, what did we watch last night? Oh, last night we watched the original Jumanji, which I had never seen it. I've only seen the I remakes. Saw, I saw it in the theaters. It was really cute. Um, yeah. And, you know, too, we live in California, and if you don't live in California, like when you go to a fast food restaurant, they don't even give you plastic straws anymore. They're paper. We don't have plastic straws here anymore. They're paper straws, which I think is ridiculous because I can't stand drinking out well, of a paper you know, straw. New York, the 21 has is cl probably closed by now. I know a lot of multimillionaires were going to fund them because they wanted to keep 21 open. Uh, 21 was probably the last of the very chic, important places to be seen if you're in our business. Um, the bar was wonderful. You never know who you would meet. You could be sitting at the bar, and next to you could be uh, a Broadway producer or a very big movie producer. Uh, it's gone, or it's going. The food was excellent. The prices were, you know, pricey, but the service, the room, and where you were was worth it because you would, you know, lunching or dining at 21. I only I dined there a few times, but I lunched there quite a lot, and I met so many celebrities, so many important people, directors, set designers, musicians. It was a wonderful uh, place to network. That's gone. Restaurants in New York that used to be fabulous were um, the Golden Door, which was the best Chinese restaurant on Third Avenue. 
excellent, beautiful. When you walked in, you thought you were in China. The the sets, the way they decorated the room, the service, the lighting, it was enchanting. Four Seasons was a beautiful restaurant with very nice food, excellent service. Form of the Twelve Caesars was Italian uh, food, very good food. Um, the one that I used to eat at a lot was for Italian food, and I forgot it. Oh, my God, the name. How could I forget the name? Anyway, if it comes to me, I'll tell you. But they're gone also. You guys, before I met Ron, because he and his two daughters, they don't eat junky food. No. So, like, Ron had eaten at Taco Bell, and he had eaten at, in California, what's the place we like, In-N-Out? Um, and other than that, like, he hadn't been to McDonald's or, or Wendy's or any of the fast food restaurants. White Castle he had been to, too, as a kid. Um, but he hadn't been to any fast food restaurants, except for Taco Bell was the only one he ate at. So, uh, so I No, it wasn't even Taco Bell. It was Taco Viva? No, it was Jack in the Box. Oh, Jack in the Box. I had I, My daughters loved Jack in the Box's tacos. So as children, after we'd swim in the pool and stuff, I'd take her out for a treat. This is when we lived on Long Island in the summer, and we'd go to Jack in the Box and they'd get tacos. I like. I don't really like Jack in the Box. That's probably one of my least favorite places. But like, I'm a fast food person. Like Ron eats good food and eats fast food, and he has an upset stomach. I eat fast food and I'm fine, and I eat good food and I have an upset stomach. <laughs> you know, people say to me, "You got such good skin. How come you're not wrinkled? You're old. How come you don't look like shit?" And I say, "Well, because you are what you eat," and I firmly believe that if you eat properly and know how to balance what your stomach needs. Like if we say, say I go to, a, I'm forced into it to go to a Chipotle or one of those. That's my favorite. Everything is Chipotle is my absolute favorite. Well, the other favorite. one, the one with the burning meat. What is that one called? Dickies. Dickies, Dickies and Dickies. Chipotle are my two favorite places to eat. I can eat there every night. If, <laughs> if by some chance I'm forced into eating that, the next day I make pesto, a pasta with pesto, basil. Because basil is the best thing to clean out the rectum, the stomach, the whole digestive system. And I do that always. Uh, in the morning, it's good to have hot, either water or coffee, but you must have hot to wash out the system. Um, there's so many tricks to keeping your body tuned. It's amazing how you know when your car needs an oil change and when your car's not running properly, you pay attention. But most people, when their bodies are sending them signals, they don't pay attention. They get sick. They get old and they die. When I was in school, before they had Taco Bell, they had Taco Viva. That was my favorite. And my sister worked at Arby's, so I used to eat Arby's a lot for free. And I like and I like Arby's still. We go to Arby's once in a while. I, I go to Arby's yeah, once in a while. Meat, he doesn't. The, the meat is processed. The meat is full of preservatives. The meat is not. I mean, come on. Anyway, I remember <clears throat> way back in the dark ages when I was 15 and 16, they opened a thing called... Um, Carvel, Carvel ice cream. And we all went to this little cute building and it was Carvel ice cream. And I fell in love with it. And then somebody said to me, there's a new place that we have to go to out in Merrick, Long Island. And it's got hamburgers and stuff. And I said, you mean better than White Castle? And let's face it. Anything, I love White Castle. Anything's better than White Castle. And we went and it was called McDonald's. And I said, oh, gee, isn't that interesting? Look how nice. They put it in a bun. They put lettuce. What a nice place. But it's never going to make it. <laughs> I should have bought stock. Who was it again? Me, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's, yes. I said it's never going to make it because people were afraid of it. 
Dave Hughes says he's lazy and that he goes out to eat all the time. And then he said he eats a lot of fast food and he always has an upset stomach. <laughs> well, then when your stomach is hurting you, get pesto, P-E-S-T-O, which is ground basil, and put it over any kind of pasta and eat it. That basil does something, the, the mint, the, the menthol or the mint in the mint in the pesto soothes the stomach or drink chamomile tea chamomile tea is also very good for your stomach actually uh, uh goddess says she loves basil and carvel i love carvel well i would became an addict i mean i remember getting the 15 cent cone it was huge 15 cent cone could you believe it that's how it started off 15 cents and i would always get chocolate i love the chocolate carvel 15 cents a cone. Now it's what, about four bucks, five bucks, six, seven bucks or whatever? Some insane price. Anyway. They say I seem pale today and you seem tan. Well, I've been driving baby. You know, for the last two days, I've been out scouting um, <clears throat> all sorts of things that we did. You know, I picked out all the tile for our kitchen because we ripped up the wood. Now we're putting down gigantic, big, pure white porcelain tiles. And I've been... Uh, running all over town and I had the top down and it's been beautiful here. It's been 75 and bright sunshine. So I got a little bit of a, of a sun color. Backpack John says he loves white castle that it's, that's great sort of as long as you're close to home when you eat it. <laughs> well, I must say something about white castle. <gasps> that's hilarious. Jimmy <laughs> took me to white castle a couple of years ago. And when I, that's bit, the first time I'd ever been there. Well, when I bit into it, I thought I was biting cardboard the meat. Years and years ago, back in 1958, 1957-1958, next to the, the club I hung out, it was a dance club called Gill Days. It was on Queens Boulevard in Forest, in Rigo Park, no, in, in Rigo Park, I think, uh, Queens, New York. Next door was a Carvel. So at three o'clock in the morning, we'd leave the club and we go next door and I would order an orange drink and 10 uh, little tiny uh, white castles, 50 cents, by the way, for all of it. The meat was real meat. The quality was better, and it had a pickle in it with ketchup. Today, I don't know what the hell they're putting in there. They call it meat. I call it cardboard, processed cardboard. So it was better back then. Or maybe I was just stupid. I didn't know any better. I don't know. I don't know. I love White Castle, though. Like, I think it's awesome. I don't like the ones that you buy in the grocery store that are frozen. They're not good. But if you actually get to go to a White Castle, which I've only been to, I think twice we've been to White Castle. Well, you know what they used to call White Castle in New York? All the kids. Gorilla farts. Oh, because it makes you go. <laughs> no, gorilla farts, because I don't know why. But that was what it was. Gorilla farts. Imagine how crazy we were. But I used to enjoy those days. You know, it would be summertime. We'd all have convertibles, and we'd go to White Castle. Then we'd go with our girlfriends down to Astoria Park, and we'd make out along the river. And it was just fun times. And then, you know, we, we weren't, well, a couple of the girls put out, but most of the girls didn't. And it was nice just kissing girls and wanting but not getting. It was fun. Then I woke up one day, and I said, you know what? You're gay. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to be like the other boys, so stop fooling yourself. Goddess you know? says White Castle brings back memories. Backpack John said, and she said it's got to be real meat. And then Backpack John says, yeah, rat meat. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> no. no, I mean, it, it, it's so easy to eat nicely and correctly. It's so much better. The food feels good in you. You eat, you taste it better. 
fast food, mm, you know, my very good friend when I was growing up was my friend Arlene, and she started to say, do not eat sugar. Uh, sugar is so bad for you. And when she had two children, her son, who's a doctor, by the way, here in California, he has never tasted sugar in his life, nor has his sister. And she, my friend Arlene is like 100, and she's happy and healthy. So sugar does damage, causes diabetes and a lot of different things. But I never gave sugar up because I can't. I love chocolate, and I love cake, and I love candy. I love soda. <laughs> I don't like soda. It makes your belly big. The intestines swell up from the gas. <clears throat> no, it, it bloats you. Very, oh. Very bloating. Also, I, we didn't forgot to mention artist Miss Kim in the chat room. Hey, ho, what's up? Happy New Year. Our chat room is going by really fast. Everybody's commenting on all the food stuff. <laughs> well, you know, everybody has their own opinion. And the younger people today, they, they were raised on fast food. We were not. <clears throat> You know, back in my day when I was a kid, it was just after the Second World War, there was lucky there was food, period. The United States had sent all of their food to the soldiers, the sailors, the Marines, everybody. So we didn't have food. We had victory gardens in the summer where we planted cucumber, squash, tomatoes, figs, all that to be able to eat more. Uh, it was a terrible time in the United States during the Second World War and five years after. The 1950s, it started to get good because everybody had jobs. Money was plentiful. There were two cars to a home. People were buying homes. You know, you could buy a beautiful Tudor house in a lovely section of Bayside for about $6,000. Now it's about 600000 or more. Six million. If you're Whatever. in the chat room, you guys, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? Let's see what everybody likes. And uh, we'll do a little ad, too, for all the stations we're on. Our next guest will be calling in about eight minutes, I think, eight or nine minutes. Uh, so it should be good. But if you're in the chat room, tell us, what do you guys like? What are your favorite fast food restaurants? Mine is Chipotle and Dickies. I could eat them like every day. I could eat one for lunch and one for dinner, and I'd be happy for the rest of my Mine life. Mine is Carvel. His is Carvel, which is dessert. Yeah, but what about for a meal? So you don't like no, any? He doesn't like of, any fast food none restaurants. None of them. are disgusting. The potatoes are oh, disgusting food. If I had to pick the next one, I would probably go McDonald's. I used to the love worst, Kenny Rogers. The worst one. I used to like Kenny mm. Rogers Roasters, but like in and out. In, in and out. In and out's good. Yeah. That would probably if I if I was starving to death and somebody said you must eat fast food or die, I would eat In and Out. Yeah, I like In and Out. Don likes Taco Bell. Teresa Saban says White Castle. <laughs> I love White Castle. I wish we had that here. My favorite one that we don't have here anywhere near us is Long John Silver's. When I lived in Florida, I used to eat at Long John Silver's all the time. Um, and that was probably my favorite because Chipotle wasn't even around yet. Um, if you know all the poisons that are in your body right now, the toxins from eating all that, it's not the food that's bad. It's what they put into the food. Don't forget, they manufacture it in the factory. Then they ship it to all these various places to be sold. So they have to have tons of preservative in it. They freeze it. And when they freeze it, they fast freeze it. In the fast freezing, the meat turns. It changes. The quality of the meat is not what it was when the animal was killed. So it becomes some kind of frozen crap. Now they defrost it in a microwave, which is putting more junk into it from the microwave. By the time you get it, you're eating processed nothing with no value. So Backpack John says White Castle. Goddess says Wendy's, but she hasn't been in one in over 20 years, but she still loves it. And then uh, Teresa Saban says Wendy's also, but she doesn't really go to them either. And 
B. Claudia says, we don't have these stores besides the bygones. Lucky. And Dawn had a fabulous salad from Wendy's last night. And Angela Joseph says she sticks to Red Lobster and the boys love Wendy's. Well, I know a lot of people like Burger Queen. I like Burger King's chicken sandwich. Didn't get it, right? Burger Queen. <laughs> That's what the gay people I call like the chicken Burger sandwich. Burger King, they call it Burger Queen. B. Claudia likes the Big Mac. <laughs> That's McDonald's. Mm. Dave Hughes says Dixie's in the UK. I don't. We don't know what that one is because we don't have when that my, one. When, when my daughter Leslie was 16, I took her to Europe. We went to Italy. We ate beautifully in Italy, okay? Now we go to France, and my daughter is not eating anymore. The food is delicious in France. But she spotted on the Champs-Élysées a McDonald's. Well, she drove me crazy to go there for McDonald's. She was dying for McDonald's. And it was so clever to see it in French. And I was just enjoyed all of the uh, the whole idea of McDonald's in Paris. Oh, they also like Kentucky Fried Chicken, Subway. That's Don even, says Subway. That's, that's super poisonous. And, uh, because that oil that they fry everything in could be 100 years old. Oil changes. It becomes toxic after it's boiled to a certain point for a certain length of time. It becomes black. Goddess says, I love bonefish. I think that's bonefish grill she's talking about, but that's not really fast food. I think that's an actual restaurant. That's, that's got expensive restaurants. I don't know anything about bonefish. I used to eat there when I was in Florida. That's in, They have that in Florida. And then um, uh, B says, now they have Five Guys in Germany. That's Five Guys is great. It's really good. They also like Kentucky Fried Chicken. So Ron always gets sick if he eats a Kentucky Fried Chicken, so <laughs> we don't go there. <laughs> no, it, my stomach just doesn't like it. It just is so weird. Mm-mm. Ron can't really eat any of those things, but. Well, you know why? I came from a house where my grandmother cooked. My mother worked. My father worked. My grandmother was 100,000. I forget, my grandmother was four years old when Lincoln was shot, okay? She had my mother at 40 years old. My mother was born in 1910. So when I was a little boy, I was raised in a house where my father would throw a can at, right through the window. If you ever found a, a can of anything in the cupboard, no way. My grandmother would go to the chicken market, pick out the chicken. They'd kill it. She'd come home, clean it. We'd eat it. She went to the vegetable man. She went to everybody. It was all fresh food. Italians only ate fresh food. And they ate seasonal, which is very good. I was a microbiotic. You eat seasonal. Whatever was blooming, you ate because that's what nature made. So I was raised eating very healthy food. And my grandmother was an excellent cook. I mean, she made her pastas by hand. She never bought Ronzoni in a box. Are you kidding? My father would throw it at her. So that's how I ate. Like, no, it's my true. family was exactly the opposite. My mom bought canned everything. No, most of the time. Listen, I came from an Italian Jewish neighborhood, and the Jews even they made you know all their stuff by hand. I mean, I'm this this schmaltz. You know, that's chicken fat. They used to make that themselves. They they ate very well back in those days. Jewish people cooked. Goddess says she loves pasta. Ron, Ron could eat pasta like three times a day. If, if I, he love, was I love pasta. I mean, I'm not a meat eater because meat's not very good for you, especially red meat. Pork I don't eat because I like pigs, but occasionally it falls into my cooking. Um, I remember when we went to our, one of our first red carpets when we moved here, and we were after we parked, we were walking to the theater, and this guy had this like baby pig that so was his cute. pet, and Ron was playing with the pet, and he was like, that's it. I'm not ever eating pork no. again. <laughs> no, the, pig, the pig was such an adorable little kid. It was just thing. like Astro. Like it was a like pork, little it like Astro. Like, it looked like Porky Pig. Oh, I thought. And I said to the guy, isn't it sad that people eat this animal? And he said, absolutely. 
Yeah, so we don't eat a lot of pork. <laughs> no, it's, it's not good for you anyway. You're better off with vegetables, beans, and and um, things like that. Uh, the body likes it better. Chicken parmesan is my favorite. I could eat chicken parmesan like every day too. Like uh, I love chicken parmesan. Yeah, I do. I do also, but you have to be you know be careful. Eat eat. About, I, mean, I hate to preach anybody. Eat what the fuck you want. I don't do you know, know what tramazzini is? Who? Tramazzini. T r a m e z z i n i. Never heard of it. Tramazzini. She said it's super Italian. T r a m e z z i n o. No, T r a m e z z i n o. Tramazzino. Tramazzini. Tramazzino. No, Tramazzini. Never heard of it. That must be some novelty. Tramazzini pomodoro con rucola. Pomodoro is tomato, and what's the rest? Con rucola. The hell ever did trying to say con rucola is. I don't know. That's what B likes. That's her, in her Italian foods. Uh, I, I think it's all wrong. <clears throat> so hold on. We got to do a quick commercial because we're going to have a guest coming on. So you guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell live from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY Radio, our home station. We're also on KFU or 4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audioboom, Podomatic, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. There's a bunch more, but those are the ones everybody knows. And on TV, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and Jimmy Stars World Television. And um, that's JimmyStarsWorld.com. Also, in the new year, we're looking for sponsors. So if anybody out there has a product that they want 4.5 million people to know about, contact Jimmy Starr. Talk to him about what you want us to promote for you. If I agree and Jimmy agree that your product is worth selling to our viewers, we will do your a commercial. But if in any way you suggest something that we do not like or feel is harmful to our public, we will never, ever push your your product but most products fit right just don't you know but not action not not energy drinks that are bad for the system well jimmy you know <laughs> jimmy almost went nuts with me because he had a sponsor years ago it was a pill you took not a pill what was it some kind of shit you took and you got energy dynapep dynapep and you got energy in a second well i said to him you know jimmy did you ever take it he said no i don't take drugs or pills i said well i'm going to take one and see what it's like i, I, I was out of die. my mind my heart was beating a thousand miles an hour i was shaking i said this is poison you can't tell sell this to your public so i went on the show and jimmy never knew it and i said dynapep stinks don't take it it's poisonous it'll kill you and they went out of business they thought i was joking when i said that i said i'm not kidding it went out of business yeah i said i took one and it should be outlawed well they went out of business that's the power of the media you can make them or break them so if you have a product that you think you could sell through us we'd be more than happy to promote it for you here it's some kind of sandwich tramazzini that must be something in German because I've never heard. This is this is a no, because Dave knew what it was. He wrote it's a sandwich. This, well, <laughs> it, it's it's not an Italian thing. Trust me. This is a panetta. A panetta inside of it could have spinach. Oh, here, uh, Angela Joseph wrote it's an Italian sandwich. Summer is synonymous with fresh and quick recipes to be prepared on the fly and taken to the beach. The sea tramazzini with tuna, tomatoes, and rocket. Well, it's something I've never eaten. It must be something new because it certainly is not in my grandmother's cooking. <laughs> <clears throat> and, it, and it's a panetta. 
That's funny. All right, you guys. So we're going to bring, I see Stan Zimmerman has joined us in our chat room. So we're going to bring Stan Zimmerman on. Rebel, whenever you're like ready to rock and roll, let's roll him in here. Hey. Roll him in. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? People, people are going to get the wrong idea. Roll him in. I don't know. <laughs> Or, or the right idea. Ron, you be quiet. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, listen to him. All right, we can hear him, so let's do an introduction. Uh, an introduction. Introduction. Oh, you're really <laughs> doing well. I'm having a hard time. Roll, roll him in and introduce it's, it's, okay. it's our first show back. I'm having a hard time. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented superstar, Stan Zimmerman. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. And I have my... Oh, <laughs> I can't make it. What is that? It's, 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 it's Marsha Brady. It's Sure Jan. It's Marsha Brady from the Marcia movie. Marsha Brady, Sure Brand. I love it. Before uh, we yeah. go there, right before we go there, okay. I, want our, I want our viewers to know that you are one of my special people. You know that, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or being a phony for any reason. But I you wish are, you would. Yes. No, you are a very talented man, and a very sweet man, and a very gentle, kind man. What the fuck are you doing in our business? I'm in the wrong town. <laughs> You're in the wrong business, baby. But anyway, Stan Zimmerman is a sweetie. So I'm I happy. Miss, I, miss you, I miss you both, and um, I, you know, I follow you obviously so i feel a little bit like it but every meal i see well i could be sitting at that table i sat at the table yes and you have sat at the table so it works in your backyard i haven't seen since you've done that beautiful remodel so i'm desperate for one day to leave this house and actually go somewhere like palm springs and and visit you all and well, yes you know, you're always welcome there's no question about that um as soon as we're out of the, the woods if ever we're going to have a big uh, cocktail party and you're invited we're inviting all of our uh, friends in the business so we'll have a good time I would you know, like so, that. And I need, we're bullshitting each other how great we are. I needed you to do us a favor too and say hi to B, B Claudia in Germany because she's like, oh my gosh, it's Stan Zimmerman because she's oh, seen you. Oh, Claudia, hi. I've, I've met some great people through you. You introduced me to the wonderful Judith Chapman, who oh, uh, yes. was gracious enough to be in one of the first online readings I did of my play Meet and Greet that we did for Coachella Valley Rep back. I don't know when it was. Right. At, at the, the beginning, beginning of this pandemic. Yeah. yeah Judith, when Judith when I thought at friend. the time, I said, I'm just going to get Zoom for two months. And then, no, you need to, like, just, you know. Have it forever. Just, and well, you know what? Yes. It's not going away. Even when the things go back to normal, I think that this is still going to be a part of our lives. What's what? amazing about it is that Zoom. I've been able to. Yes. So what? Zoom. Zoom is what he uses to talk to people all around. The, he like he did a reading, you know, where it's always Judith and everybody. They do it on Zoom. I also, they, I also teach, I teach on Zoom, and then I got talked into uh, starting a sitcom writing pilot writing class, and I started with one. I'm up to six now, and I keep the size of like like eight people, so they get to feel what it's like to have like a writer's room. So everyone reads everyone's material. We start with pitching, then we do outlining, and then we do uh, act one of a, a pilot script. And now I have students from all over the United States and Australia. So what's been really cool is that we've still been able to find ways to be creative during COVID and 
some people have had these sitcom ideas for over 15 years and they've been able to work on it over the past year and seven of them finished an entire script just last week. So I feel very, I feel very proud and excited about that, that, that we've been able to. My mother know. used to say, my mother would say where there's a will, there's a way. And you guys certainly did it. You know, I want you to be in the movie we're going to shoot when we get funded called The Gift. I wrote it. What's and my part? The part? Your part is, uh, I believe your name is Jerry, and you're the salesman. You're a Jewish guy who's a salesman that goes into the houses of everybody. Remember, the, we'd call him Jerry the Jew. He used to come, <laughs> he used to come, no, he used to come around and sell your rugs. He'd sell your curtains, and you paid him off a dollar a week. Well, that's who you play in the, in the movie. Lainey Kazan, God me, I love her so much, but I mean, the grief I'm going to have, I should only know from, but I love Lainey and I'm willing to take whatever insanities we get together because Lainey is playing the lead. She's a, a Jewish woman who's a bookie. I did a talk, an, I did a talk show. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm an Italian mafia who's married to her and the story unfolds. You will love it. Is Go. it contemporary or is it uh, period piece? 19, 1945. Love it. Great. So I got to cut my hair a little bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so wait, what, what were you about to say you did? Eh? And I, he cut uh, you off. I was a co-host with uh, Alexander Rodriguez, uh, who has a podcast called On the Rocks. And she was the guest. And um, it was right when the um, se- the uh, another sequel came out for um, – my big fat Greek wedding, the latest one. And she was so wonderful. And, you know, I really wanted to ask her questions that most people don't ask, you know, like, because when you think of like someone that's done, had that much success, like, was there ever a time when you questioned yourself, when you almost gave up? And she was like, no one ever asked me things like that. You know, you always think of people's successes, but all of us have had in any, if you've had a career in show business, you know, it's up and down. Yes, we know. No, Lainey, Lainey would never give up. Lainey, I know her 30, 40 years already. Lainey would never give up. When Lainey was young, she was magnificently gorgeous a playboy bunny with big bazooms, real ones. I mean, she was a sexy lady. And when she sang, the audience shut up. Nobody spoke. She was one, still has a wonderful voice. Lainey is one of my most favorite people in the world, but she's a little difficult at times, I must say. <laughs> you know, she forgets that she has to be on your show or she, or she doesn't return your phone call if you've called it 30, 30 times. But that's Lainey. Lainey's always been that way. And, and, and I love and adore her. What? We don't have a director yet. I do have a director. I was asking Marcel to do it, Marcel Waltz. I am so in favor of Marcel's style of, decora- of decorating, of directing. Uh, Marcel makes the character become the character. His name is Marcel Waltz. Marcel Waltz makes the character become the character. Most directors make the character become the director's thought. But Marcel doesn't do that. Marcel's from Germany, obviously has an accent, so he's not going to make Lainey Kazan play a German. I mean, because she's Jewish. That wouldn't work so good. <laughs> and it's, it's and the Nazis are involved in this plot. So, it, it, we, you know, but anyway. It's a Mar- comedy. It's a, it's a black comedy. Uh, Marcel will direct everyone to be the character 
not his view of the character. He and did that we- with blind. He did that with blind. I don't like horror movies. I'm in them all the time, and they stink. But I mean, they're fun for kids. They love it. But for me, it's not quality stuff what I do. I mean, I do stupid shit. But um, Blind, Marcel directed Sarah French. She did a brilliant performance in it because I know Sarah well. And Marcel's directing for stuff I've seen is really excellent. He's an excellent director. He's even one his, of your he, best indie directors. Even his German right films that he did in Germany. See, that's what it is. He's European. He's German. And the, the Europeans have a different idea of what film should be. And he's and where, got that where, are we, where are we filming this? When we get the moolah. No, he said no, where. Well, where are we filming it? We're filming it here. We we have to get a. Uh, we're going to build a set because most of it takes place in the kitchen, in uh, east side of New York, 1945. Okay. So we have to build a kitchen set, and the, the rest of it is location. Okay. And probably the location will be either New York or L.A. We haven't. It depends on money. The budget we want, we could do anything. But if we have like, if they give us, give me like fifteen ninety nine, you know, to do the film, right. then we have to do, it. we have to do it in my house with no salary, no, yes. <laughs> no, no lighting. We'll do it on a cell phone, <laughs> and it'll look like the rest of the shit that's out there. Yes. No, it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be good. No, it's gonna be a high budget, couple of million dollar film. Not high budget, but a couple million dollars. That's high budget for me where I come from. Oh, yeah. I mean, most movies I'm in are 15,000, <laughs> 20,000, you know, shot in two so wait, hours. I want to like talk to him because he's got his Marcia shirt on and we just had on. Oh, we Jennifer, have a lot of time. For Jennifer, we have, we just had Jennifer Elise Cox on. So, yeah. so uh, how was she? she was fabulous. Funny. Nice. Nice. And she did the Marcia, she did the Marcia, Marcia, Martha thing. She told us that she worked for your uncle in his, it, well, I thought it was Baskin Robbins. He said, Ben and she said, Ben and Jerry. Yeah. It's so Ben and Jerry. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, she said, you're fabulous and you're super nice. And Ron said he wants to play an alien and he always so plays bad. a mobster. So she said that we should have Stan write a, something that, that Rob could, Ron could a, be like a, an a alien mobster. Alien. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, but how, how weird that she worked for my uncle. And then she ends up on the movie. I didn't know her. And suddenly, somehow we got to talking about that. I'm like, wait, my uncle owned, you know, I think it was on Third Avenue in uh, Gramercy Park. And, um, yeah. I mean, the minute, uh, so we were rewriting the script as they were casting the Brady Bunch movie. So the director, Betty Thomas, from Hill Street Blues, you might remember her, she would come in and she said, you have to look at this tape of, of this girl that for Jan. And we're like, oh, my God, she's brilliant. And then we saw Christine Taylor for Marsha and then Gary Cole. When he she said, just shut your eyes and listen to Gary Cole. And it was literally Robert Reed's voice. I mean, he had it down to a T. So when we especially saw Jennifer and, you know, Christina play Marsha, they were such comic gold that we kept saying we got to write more for them and build up more of their uh, rivalry, the sister, you know, the sibling rivalry, because they were so funny together. And uh, just the way that Jennifer did that, you know, the the Jan hair bobbing back yeah. and forth. Right, 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 right. And she still looks... She yeah. still looks like she's, she's like a, could be Jan Brady. I, I mean, she looks about 18 Well, we do. We, we, we have been out. We want to pitch, um, like, a streaming show called The Brady Ladies, use the exact actresses they're still stuck in the 70s but it's today and they move into west hollywood 
And, you know, okay. one is divorced, one is widowed. And, of course, Jan never got married because nobody ever wanted her. So, and how do you feel with, like, West Hollywood today, you know, 2021 and the world, you know, as crazy as it is, um, you know, and, and see the Brady. Stan, tell me about my favorite Wait, 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 wait. Go back. Wait, wait. Don't go. Don't skip. So I have a question no. about it. So, so the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha line, is that from the TV show or did that come about no. from the movie? No, that was the TV show. But then when um, we did a play on that for the sequel, the Barry Brady sequel. Uh, so um, it was my idea to cast Paul as the guidance counselor in the original Brady Bunch movie. So then when we went to do the sequel and it was taking place during the summer, everyone said, well, if school's out, how are you going to get RuPaul in it? I said, give me a minute. We're going to figure a way to get RuPaul in this movie so that we have a big scene at the pool. And so I thought, well, what if she runs into her guidance counselor at the pool? So that's how we got RuPaul back in. And then RuPaul has three daughters. And she looks over and she goes, Moesha, Moesha, Moesha. And it's three <laughs> black girls. That look, lady girls. She had three daughters, so that was our joke on that. So, um, that's that hilarious. Really, those those movies were such a sweet spot as far as having a job, because sure. it was like I love pop culture. I grew up, you know, kind of like you guys, obsessed with. For me, it was TV. I mean, I memorized the TV guide. I loved everything. I would love variety shows. I loved. I'm just. I love television, the comedies. So to have a job like this, where you have to make fun of all of that, it was so great. I obviously watched the show as a kid. I thought it was funny as a kid. In rewatching them all, they're not that funny. They're sweet and they're kind of corny. Right. They're not they're not when you think of like Golden Girls, which is no, nothing will ever be. Yes, nothing. Will nothing be. will ever be the Golden Girls. Well, nothing. those were hard. Those were hard jokes that I never thought I could write. And when we got on Golden Girls, I was like, I don't know how to write a joke. And we really had to learn on the job. You know, no, we're Golden, Brady, Brady Golden Bunch. Girl, yeah. Golden Girls was so way ahead of its time. Brady Bunch was okay, but it was so sweet and sour. You could vomit from it. It was too sweet uh, for me anyway. We got to make fun of it. Um, you know, yeah, but even the, the original with the original film, it was unrealistic. The I mean, mother TV and the show. father were perfect. The kids were wonderful. I mean, it, I mean, being a parent raising two kids singularly, I looked at it and I said, yeah, right. That's bullshit. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta throw your shoe at a kid once in a while and yell, you little friggin' brat, you know, stop doing that. But they didn't do that. Let's go where I want to go is my favorite project of yours. As you know, is Silver Foxes. Yeah, I love the con. I love the concept. I wish that you could bring it to light because it's going to have so many subject matters that so are today on. that we can bring to the public in a fun way. So well, now you have to tell people what Silver Foxes is. Right. Yeah. So the latest with it is we're doing two tracks. One, we are still pitching it as a TV show, and there's one company that seems kind of interested. Knock on wood. We'll see what happens. But we also, because I think you know me by now, I don't give up. If somebody says no. no, I figure another way. So my writing partner, Jim Berg, and I turned it into a play. And my good friend, Michael Yuri from Ugly Betty, directed a reading of it. And he was the one that suggested, make it a one-set play. Make the, their Palm Springs house the set, like a character in the play. So we create, we turned it into, you know, a four, 
five character, uh, one set show. Cause that's something, as you know, you've been to my plays. I can put up a play. Yeah, I could come wonderful. to it in Palm Springs. Listen, that's listen, listen. It's not about the uh, visual. It's going to be about what you hear because I know the kind of stuff that you write. Nobody looks at the Golden Girls at the furniture because the furniture was awful. But I mean, you know, we listened to the girls. We right. wanted to hear the subject matter, the sarcasm, the humor, the fun. I'm going to ask you one thing, and I've never asked anyone this in my well, life. Yeah, before you do, I, yeah, I, I want to say, yeah, that I also, I know you, Lucille Ball. So I also remember nobody wanted to make I Love Lucy. They didn't think America could handle, you know, a Cuban husband. So what right. she did, she turned it into a little play and took it around the United States. And it became so popular that the network had to say, well, I guess there's something there. And that, so I kind of took that as a model. Why not do the, our play around, get it known, and then it could be a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, well, great idea. Forget, wait, Lucille Ball, before I Love Lucy, was my favorite uh, wife uh, on radio. And she portrayed the same screwy character she portrayed in her I Love Lucy. So when she brought it to TV, she insisted that that uh, Desi be in it. Uh, otherwise, there was no way to do it. And TV felt that she was important enough because of her radio show. So they allowed her to do it. Um, I met Lucy and she was quite a dame. Yeah. I met her. Yeah, she played backgammon at Pips, a club that I belonged to in, in Beverly Hills years ago. And she would be in the back room with her backgammon game. She was uh, always playing cards oh, with the cigarettes, smoke. There'd be big clouds of smoke and there'd be Lucy with her. Oh, boo. Yeah, she could booze it. She okay. was a boozer. Okay. No, she, liked, she liked her drink. But she was just like, a, I liked her. You know why? She was like me. She would tell you, ah, shut the fuck up. You know, I mean, she was, no, she was one tough hombre. She didn't like bullshit. You couldn't go over and say, oh, I love you. You know, she'd say, yeah, relax. You know, watch the movie. Go go do something. She was not one of these uh, egomaniacs. Like, she was a professional actor and a worker. She was a producer. She was that more than she was, I'm a star. You know, none of that shit. And a real like, trailblazer, when you think of what she did, starting a TV company at that time for a woman and using her power and popularity to also help other people. When you think of like, uh, everybody, the mother-in-law, Steve Arden and Kay Ballard, like that was Desilu Productions. So she was very supportive of other actors and, you know, getting there. But to have a production company and make other TV shows was not really a thing for uh, an well, actor. Kay, Kay, Kay Ballard was one of my very best friends because Kay lived not too far from us here. And Kay and I would have dinner parties together. She always made lasagna. And I would talk to her about the mother-in-laws. And Kay said, out of my whole career, she said, the mother-in-laws was it for me. She just loved working with Eve and she loved the show and she loved the writing and she loved the way they made her funny and giggle. And she just loved everything about it. Uh, lots of actors I know out of their entire career, they only have one special thing they love the most. Now, question to you, out of your career, what is the thing that you, what's your baby? The Jimmy Stars. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're so full of, you're so full of crap. Stan, you're so full of crap. You're so full of crap. But you know I, what? I knew I could bring it oh, out. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. You know how to, you know how to, you're a schnorrer. You know what schnorrer means in Yiddish? Schnorrer, schnorrer. Okay. 
Yeah. You're a snorer. You're a, you know how to snore. Yes, there you ask, go. A snorer is an ass kisser. But you know how to snore. Right. I think different jobs. Like, I think writing-wise. Snorer is the word. Um, writing-wise, I think it's the Brady Bunch movies. Because it, it did, it was, it expanded my mind. We could be outside the box, like casting RuPaul. We could uh, appeal to kids. It was, it was, it hit many things I'd like to do, but also be really funny, but smart funny. Um, right. Obviously, the opportunity I had with Golden Girls was huge. And a lot of this I'm actually going to get into. Uh, I signed a book deal with Indigo River. Um, oh, congratulations. Thank you. So I, I should be writing that now, but I'm talking to you two schmucks. See, that's another. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Here's what you got to do. Otherwise, you get you get get bad. You get the evil eye. You get the Kinahara. You got to um, do that. So <laughs> the book is called "The Girls from Golden to Gilmore," and it's stories about all the wonderful women I've worked with and Roseanne. Um, <laughs> no, he wrote Roseanne. He I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. In the chat it. room, they wanted to like know about that. Yeah, listen, send me an autographed copy and come on and push it. <laughs> I'll be pushing it. I want to read that. I want that. Um, I want to read. So things I'll like that I was able you. to write, like the lesbian kiss episode of Roseanne. Obviously, you know, as a gay man and pushing television to have that on TV was a big deal. Um, being on staff and all that, Chazarai. Why you make me talk Yiddish suddenly? I, I know because, five, not, because you know what? It's so New York. I know I'm five so Yiddish old. words and I've used them all up now. I've got to go. Goodbye. <laughs> no, it's so New York, and I'm so so homesick. I'm um, so I haven't really had that experience of like loving the writing and then loving the backstage, the, c combining the two. I've loved the writing staff, but then the show had problems. So there's always, you know, a give and take. So I, I guess I still want to have that full, great TV experience, you know. Yeah, but you I, what, what I what I want to reiterate is, why do I love Silver Foxes so much? Why? Because Silver Foxes is going to bring to the world, not just this country, but when it goes and reruns all over the world, Stan Zimmerman and writers' idea of what gay people are what prejudice is, what homophobia is, what illness is, what old age is. You're going to bring all of the wonderful things that we as humans live and suffer from. And it's time that we do it through humor. Golden Girls did it for straight people. And you, my darling, who I love, you're going to do it for the gay world. That's why I will push that fucking thing like nobody's ever pushed. I will shouted from the rooftops from the empire state building i will shout silver foxes is the answer uh th there's no better way than to connect with the world than through humor your humor and i see that in you know your post and you talk about being older and your body and what you want to do or not do and build and not build but you do it with humor and as and not taking yourself too oh. seriously and i think that well, don't forget. Yeah. I did stand up for forty six years in straight clubs in drag. I, in drag. I wish I would <laughs> in drag. 
How do you think I learned how to connect with, with 4.5 million people that watch us now? Because if I didn't have that theater, that nightclub experience, I might have 350 diners at the music club, the sup, sup, uh, music and a supper club in Florida. 350 straight people come in to see this, this Jane Russell thing, whatever it's going to be. And they're going to judge it. Does he have an Adam's apple? Can you see his beard? Does he show his dick in his gowns? You know what I mean? People do all that crap when you come. And no, I don't have were you considered a female impersonator before drag was drag? Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's what that's Darling, what, I was female. They call them female illusionists. Yeah, I was a female impersonator before Mary, Mother of God. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually have to talk to you because actually before this, I, I'm working with my writing partner, Jim Burke, on an idea, period piece, but about female impersonators back in the day like what was that like i knew i knew yeah i knew the i knew the very best the top of the line were my they were older than i i was about uh 19 when i started doing drag i looked 12 and i did look like jane russell if you see my pictures that's why my name is russell i took it from Jane because I loved her since I saw her with Marilyn and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes when I was 14 years old. My friend, Miss Tommy, she would do Marilyn and I would do Jane. And that's how this whole little thing started. Um, Tommy Lee is my very famous drag queen. Tommy Lee did Marilyn Monroe. In fact, Tommy I, James. No, 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 that's no. a different one. No, no, no. Oh. Tommy Lee was before Jimmy James. Jimmy. Yeah, Tommy Lee was back in the in the way back. I remember when Marilyn died in 1962, we were at Reese Park Beach in New York, the gay beach, and he ran into the water screaming he's going to commit suicide because Marilyn died, you know, drama queen. And when he came out, the black rinse in his hair was all over his face. Did, anyway, did, you, know, did you know Kenny Kerr? Uh, he's not real good with names. No. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Kerr, Kenny. He, he did Boylesque in uh, Las Vegas. It was kind that of came, like that came, that, came, that came way after me. Yeah. I, I, I go all the way back to my dear friend who's dead, who was Charles Pierce. Charlie was probably the most fabulous Betty Davis there ever was. Charles Pierce was a genius. He did Catherine Hepburn better than anybody. Charlie Pierce at the drag balls always had the most elaborate gowns, magnificent wigs. He was not an attractive woman or nor a man, but whatever he did, he was just wonderful. Um, he was 19, Stan. We weren't even born yet. Yeah, Daisy, Daisy, <laughs> Daisy, D, Daisy D did Gloria Swanson. And did Daisy you know Craig was, Russell at all? Oh, absolutely. I knew Craig yeah. Russell. Craig Russell. Craig, Craig was the first. Outrageous. Craig was the first. Yes, outrageous. Craig was the first one to die uh, from uh, AIDS. if it was AIDS, whatever. But yeah, AIDS. And Craig Russell was, she was a demented freak. I mean, I loved her. She was way out. We were walking down Third Avenue. We were passing a vegetable stand. And as she's talking to me, and I'm talking, I'm not, I'm unbothered. You know, she's collecting all the stuff she's stealing. <laughs> and as we're walking, she's got a celery stick, a banana. I mean, every fucking thing in her hand. And I looked at her. I said, you just stole all of that. She said, well, what are you going to do? Report me? I said, no. She said, let's go eat it. I said, get out of here. Anyway, Craig Russell was outrageous. So when he made the movie Outrageous, he was outrageous. Daisy D, as I said, Gloria Swanson was breathtaking. And of course, Miss Tish. 
Tish was a fabulous drag queen and also Gypsy. I know Gypsy for a hundred years. When I met Gypsy back in 1963, she had on a wig with a French twist and I'd never seen a wig with a French twist. And there she was from behind. And I walked over, I tapped her on the shoulder. I said, Mary, I love your wig. It's fabulous. you got a French twist. She said, yeah, it's a French seam. You glue it on the nape and you don't. So that's how I met Gypsy. I was 19. Gypsy was whatever. You know who so Gypsy back, is. Back then, was it separated and you had like a day persona and then the night you were female impersonators? Was it kind of like two different worlds? Um, a lot of people lived in drag. I had my, I used during my own day, hair. During, huh? the day, during the day they lived in drag as well? Some. Uh -huh. so, some did. I can't think of one that did. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, she she did. She had a ponytail. It was her own hair, and she wore it in a ponytail, slick back. Salome, her name was. Oh, I forgot. She did Salome, the Dance of the Seven Veils, and she was phenomenal. Everybody in my day sang in their own voice. They all danced because they were trained dancers. They wore magnificent costumes. They didn't wear fishnets with rips. They weren't these weird drag queens of today that make fun of women with their outrageousness, their stupidity. I think they're all ugly, stupid jerks without talent, and they try to become something to entertain. People go and make fun of them. Nobody made fun of us. No yeah, one. When day, we went out, but what were huh? you? How did you survive by day? Did you have like a day job? Yeah, I was. I worked in certain places as a hairstylist, hairdresser. And did sure. other people like work in banks or Macy's and things like every, that? Everybody, every, well, you didn't, listen, you didn't make, you got 50 bucks they, a night money, for working in drag if, if the mafia that owned the club paid you. Right. Okay. I was lucky because I knew names. So if I worked, I'd say to them, listen, Joe, before I go on tonight, give me my 50 bucks. What do you mean, wise guy? I said, wise guy, nothing. If you don't give me my 50 bucks, I'm going to call my friend. And I gave a name. Well, I got my 50 bucks. And you had to do that because a lot of times the, the, the owners of all these supper clubs were gangland, you know, mafia. And they wouldn't pay you. They were mean. But a lot of them, you know, you had to go in the back room with them and service them which is something I never did. I, oh, these are straight guys with wives and 10 kids. But suddenly the drag queen is so gorgeous because the drag queens in my day were sexy and beautiful. They were beautiful women. Um, you couldn't tell they were men. No, you couldn't, you couldn't tell. Hmm? Was the audience mostly straight couples or were they a mixture of straight couples and also gay guys and... Oh, everything. But the gay guys didn't act gay because they'd get beat up. So the gay guys sat there like men. Everybody acted straight. No, this is back in 1959, 60, 61, and 62. Gay was very, very uh, hidden. You had to go to the village, you had to go to all or supper clubs. I worked at Cherry, what is it, New Jersey, the Cherry something, whatever. And I had to have escort, escorts when I left uh, to take me to my car because they were afraid that I would be beaten up um, because, and people would come in and see me. They loved my work because I sang, I did jokes. But when I left the club, there were crazies that would beat you up. So I always had security take me out. One we time a guy- Were you ever arrested? By, huh? Were you ever arrested? Was I ever arrested? No. I, I, I had to go down to the police station and get what was called a cabaret card. In those days, you had to have a card to perform in drag. The card said that I was a male impersonating a female, and the card had a photograph of me as a male. Uh, 
all I had to do was present that and I was okay as long as I was performing. But if I went and dragged to a cocktail party and they raided the place, I would be arrested. Now, I was arrested once. We, Green's Dance Studio in Brooklyn was a friend of mine. By day, it was a dance studio. By night, he made it a drag club or a gay bar. And he said, would you come and drag and do Jane Russell? So I said, yeah. I had just gotten a brand new costume that was so skin tight I could barely walk in it. And it had a slit. Now, I went there ready to get to go on and to perform. And the police raided the joint. Well, you had to see this. This was a movie stand you would have peed yourself from. The queens jumped out of the window, swinging from the fire escapes, jumping down into the garbage pails and high heels to get away from the cops. I was like screaming hysterically funny. I couldn't wait. Anyway, I showed my cabaret card and they said, well, are you performing here? I said, well, this is not a nightclub and this is not where you perform. You're arrested. So I said, fuck you. I had my own hair at the time, which I wore longer. So it was the thing. And we had to go before the judge the next morning. Well, when I started going before the judge in drag, full face, as Jane Russell, the judge was smiling. And he said to me, young man, take that wig off. And I did, Jane, I said, but your honor, it's not a wig. It's my own hair. And I did Marilyn and the judge just didn't know what to say. So then I turned around and as I walked back to my bench, I did a boom, 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 boom. <laughs> A, a strippy, sexy walk. And then I turned around my head to the judge and I said, thank you so ever so, Your Honor. And I sat down. Well, the room went crazy, starting to laugh. Why are you not writing this as a movie? What? Why are you not writing, writing this like as, that as a movie? Oh, why? Because people won't believe this shit. Everybody That's why you wants to do it. That would be. <laughs> Everybody wants me to write a book. I said, if I wrote a book about all the celebrities I've known, been friends with, the shit that I did, they'd say this guy's full of crap. He's a liar. None of this happened because my life has been a roller coaster of insanity. I am not afraid of anyone or any place. I go everywhere. You know that, and I hang out with all kinds of people. Black, I'd white, have green. One, I, have an, I have another question about that card. So when you went downtown to get the card. You had to go and say, I dress as a woman to perform, right? No, it was, it was a cabaret card. Right. You had to go as a male. But and you went down to went, City Hall or something like that? No, 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 no. You, I forgot. I don't even remember where I went. Maybe the police state. I don't, I don't really remember. This is going back, you know, when I was 19. I know, but that took eight, a lot of time to walk in there and say, I, I entertain no. as a woman. No. no. Everybody, everybody that worked in the clubs had a cabaret card. The clubs wouldn't hire you if you didn't have a cabaret card. Because if you didn't, a cabaret card, I think everybody got, even piano players. I think back then you everybody were, had. You weren't scared to go into a police station and say that you did that at that time? No. Why would I be afraid? This is what I did. <laughs> I was afraid of my father. There must have been other entertainers that weren't as out or as... Um, no, had, you know, had moxie like you do. No, not true. Not true. Because back then we were not faggots or, or queers or fudge packers. We were entertainers. We were professional people who impersonated movie stars. We didn't go and drag just to be a pretty girl and act stupid. We studied our craft. I learned how to be Jane Russell, to walk like her, speak like her, have her mannerisms be as tough as she was, as sarcastic. Uh, and and, and Miss, Miss Monroe, you know, Marilyn, he, was, he, he could do Marilyn's mouth better than Marilyn when he would quiver. I mean, he was fabulous. 
when you went to see a drag show back then, you were fascinated because the girls were beautiful. 82 Club, some of the most beautiful boys, five foot two, thin boys, gorgeous looking, looked like women. Men were getting hard-ons. I mean, they thought these women are stunning because they had little G-strings and pasties. And then this is what I didn't like. 80 Club did this, 82 Club. At the end of a performance, all the showgirls had to take their bras off to show they were men. They didn't oh, have chests. And I thought that was nauseating looking to see a woman. She looked like a mastectomy, you know? And I didn't think that was very pretty. Uh, they could have done that it was a different like a way. big aha moment and people would go, ah, they were shocked. That's what they, why when, they did. When I did, I, I was the first drag queen to work the Copacabana in New York uh, to have a drag show at the Copa. And I insisted that my glasses be oversized, the furniture around me be big, the sets to be big, to make me look smaller because I'm six foot in drag, I'm six, two or three. And backstage, when people did come back to say whatever they say, they said, can we see, because I wasn't in drag anymore. They said, can we see Ron Russell? I said, I'm Ron Russell. And they'd say, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. Well, she's short and she has boobs. I had a, I have mechanisms that push up my pecs to look like real knockers. We didn't have bags in the water bags in those days. So they tapped my chest. They say, but you don't have breasts. I said, well, neither does she. That's me. And then they'd finally get it after a while. And then I knew I was good. I was good at what I did because if they didn't know that this big guy tough could turn into that beautiful woman, I'm doing what I'm doing well. And every time I was interviewed, I was on page six. What is it? Seven page six, page six in New York. And they wrote about Ron Russell is a man of a man of man's and a woman of woman. <laughs> so drag, drag back then was fat. If, if you want to meet for dinner, we'll meet. We'll tell you everything. If you're going to write a book about it, uh, oh, then there was also my dearest. You have friend, like two minutes. My dearest friend in the world. She was a lesbian drag, but she was so beautiful. She looked like Lena Horn. I'm what? What was her name? Oh God, she stressed me. Anyway, she was wonderful. I, I worked with the very best. I Who? did. You did. You're always doing that, aren't you, Jimmy? Yes, always. So you guys, listen up. First of all, Stan has done all kinds of cool things. You guys, he's had TV series, Sex and Exec, Skirt Chasers. Uh, he's produced movies. Uh, he wrote on Gilmore Girls, all kinds of stuff. Golden Girls. He's a fucking superstar. So you guys got to follow him. His social media is at Zimmerman Stan, Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N Stan. As more comes on with uh, Silver Foxes, we'll let you guys know. Everybody in the chat room like loves this conversation because it's stuff that Ron hasn't really talked about in a no, long time. No, but uh, my very dear friend uh, Churchill, Thomas Churchill, See, saw pictures of me in drag recently, and he said to me, Ron, I have got to write something about you being a detective going undercover in drag. Could be I, I said, you know what? Never happened, because if you put me in street clothes, I look like a man in street clothes, women's sleep clothes. You got to put me in a gown with a push-up and, you know, hairdo and all that. It's not going to work. So, Stan, when you have something that you're ready to promote, too, let me know, because everybody in the chat room is like, you got to bring them back. You got to bring them back. So we will we definitely bring you back. We love you. I think you're great. And uh, I'd love oh, to come good. back. I got a lot of cool stuff happening. And I adore you, too. And anybody in the chat room, if anything else, just track me down. I'm, I'm very approachable. Don't take that the wrong way, Ron. I know you're going to say something. Well, <laughs> let, let me say something to you. Paid to advertise. <laughs> Stan, thank you so much. Chat room, thank you so much. We'll see you guys soon. Happy New Year, everybody. And, and happy Hanukkah, my darling. Happy happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs>
<laughs> Bye, everybody. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We Rebel, thank you. Stan Zimmerman was great. Thanks to Jennifer Elise Cox. We had a great show, you guys. Um, chat room, thank you, Rebel. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Russell.